It takes time to build a relationship and to build a connection. Some connections are instant, but to build a relationship around that connection takes time. The same applies to networking, our topic in this episode of Tip That Scale. Ron, how do you network? Typical thing when you first met me and going through that phase, <laughs> and especially in the beginning, I like to sit back and I think that ties in with network. It's a listening and it ties in with sales. It's a listening piece, right? On the front end, when you're new to either a position, an introduction, a, a group, anything like that, it's important to, to me to sit back and listen because that's when you learn, right? That's when you can find out what do these people like? What do they not like? If you just jump in with a lot of assumptions, you can ruin a lot of paths quickly. Same with networking. It goes back to what you've been talking about too. You, you do your research on the front end. You assess, what is this person like? How am I going to build a relationship with this person? I like to give a kickstart question and sit back and listen. And then that's when I can help guide the path of how I'm going to interact with this person, how I'm going to network, how we're going to be able to, to best get along and, and, and benefit each other and create a lasting relationship. I mean, I, I go into it with that, with that in mind. I'm not going to just try to get something today. I'm going to make this a long-term relationship where this person is, well, it, it becomes a relationship. How, how are we going to work together for a long time and actually enjoy doing it? I really like to work off networking from within the network. I can tell you, even going through this process of these layoffs, trying to get, uh, you're submitting to all these jobs and everything. I mean, it's kind of like sales calls right now or, mm -hmm. or cold calls, sales calls. They're really, for the most part, fruitless unless you just get lucky. Most of the conversations I've had during this job search thing is via the networking route. It's definitely not through the application route. I think a big thing that you, you talk about, people get laid off, they talk about their networking. I see some people put a, a really blank message out there. Hey, I'm looking, I've been whatever. And then that's it. Let's just call it the, what it is. Networking has turned into this swipe right mentality. People have forgotten how to approach individuals. It's turned into this weird swipe right mentality. There was days when you wanted to be friends with somebody, but you didn't know who they were. But once you got to, once you got to know them, they're like, hey, maybe they are an asshole. Maybe I don't want to be around them. Maybe I don't want that business. You can just keep out sending out applications and hope to God somebody calls you, but half the time it won't work. I mean, right Way now, more than half the time. <laughs> Way more than right half now. the time. Right now, you'll well, be lucky if you get a call back. I think it's interesting that you mentioned swipe right. I know what that means, yeah. but that that's not my reality. That's been the thought that I've had about networking. What's in it for me? I get people who contact me and they mm -hmm. want to sell me something. They do it under the guise of networking, whether it's trying to be a connection on LinkedIn. Hello, people. I can tell that you don't want to connect with me you don't want to network with me. You want to sell me something. And I believe that's what we're seeing a lot of right now. Let's talk about it from the standpoint of, we'll say operations that's been laid off. There have been several layoffs of other people in operations. They're all in that networking or what we, we've termed to be networking mode. And I'm going to reach out to this person, this hiring manager. The hiring manager knows that you don't aren't necessarily networking, you want something. Yeah. And nothing's nothing's wrong with that, but let's call call it what it is. That's not networking. Networking is, from my view, 
more of a give and take. It is a relationship building, a connection building. It's a getting to know phase. You just reaching out to someone and saying, hey, I see this position. This is who I am. That's not networking. That's a solicitation. A lot of what we need to be clear about is what it really is. Because I see a lot of people who are saying, I'm doing a lot of networking, but I'm not getting any responses. You're not networking. You're sending out requests and solicitations or connection requests without having any connection or any underlying reason for that person to connect with you. You said something to me last week, Nicole, and it kind of, it, it brought me back for a second. And I was like, well, damn, she's right. When you're reaching out to people, take the expectation out of it because they may or may not reach out to you or even want right. to talk to you. Yeah. And so it's okay. Don't get pissed off about it. Don't get frustrated. I mean, I probably shot out God knows how many messages to different people in the organization trying to understand more about the company and this and that, but I'm still not getting a response where I was where my issue was is like, damn, I've never had this issue before. So at least somebody would talk to me. It hasn't been that. And so I understand what people are probably going through. And then, like I said, it's this swipe right mentality. It is releasing the expectation. If I'm contacting you, mm -hmm. then we also have to consider how many other people are contacting you. I want to be respectful of their time as well, because... Their job is not just to, to network and connect with people. Their job is whatever their job is. People don't always think about, if I'm reaching out to this person, then how many other people may be reaching out to this person as well? And how much is that taking away from what they need to do? If you're sending an email, recognize that your email is amongst the other emails, but you're not a priority. You become noise, you become in the way, and I need to push you out of the way to focus on what really needs to be done. Well, I mean, I appreciate so, the conversation we had last week. It, it helped me remember what made me good at what I was doing. I kind of fell into that hole. Let me just shoot out messages and hopefully somebody gets back to me. And then I was like, damn, man, like, why am I doing this? I always hated doing it. When you hate it, when it was done too, as yeah. well, right? So I mean, exactly. it's always when I like to look at it. How do I view it from the other side? As soon as I stopped and I went back to my old way, I started getting responses. Not old way, my way of connecting, being a consultant, trying to understand what the situation is and going in with the expectation of not necessarily wanting anything. This is just a piece of advice. And this is what I did. It may or may not work for everybody, but I started reaching out and I started asking the question, well, why is this open and what benefit is it going to cause for the organization if this person gets hired? What exactly are you trying to do by hiring for this role? And I'd also ask the question is like, do you have someone internally that could potentially do the role as well? People started responding back to me, not from an aspect of, oh shit, he wants something. Well, yeah, deep down I do, but like start with a conversation. That's the whole point of an interview. That's the whole point of like trying to even get an interview. What I mean by swipe right is that there's people just swiping right all day long and hopefully you connect with somebody and bam, there it is. And now you got, you can have a conversation, but even then it's not a surefire thing. And so let's just say the two people connect, they look at the first red message, they can still go, nope, <laughs> bye. But how are you relatable and what are you doing? And how are you actually trying to assist them? Take yourself out of the picture for a second. Try to have a selfless response and see if that works. And take mm -hmm. the expectation out of it, just like you said.
you know, back to what I was talking about earlier is most of my conversations have come via networking, which means reaching out to people that I have interacted with in the past, relationships with, that have an idea who I am. That's the other piece that you were alluding to there. Go into it with the mindset of, okay, I see this job out there, but that's not necessarily what I'm going after, right? That creates a sense of one desperation. People can smell it, feel it, and it's not good in this market at all. But if you go into it as, let's explore what's out there. What are the things? Here's what I can do and be okay with not trying to fit yourself into that role you saw out there. Just have conversations with, and, and I had one of these yesterday and it did, it came via, this conversation would have never been had. Just me going about these normal paths that we're talking about, submitting, aggravating the hell out of somebody, all that. This was from a past relationship that said, Hey, are you still looking? Let me see if I can help you. Don't know of anything, but let's see if I can connect with some people that may be able to, to uh, pass that on down the line. So anyhow, that that is what happened. Had that conversation, went into it with not looking at a specific role, a specific job, and being okay walking away from that thing with, okay, something just went into place that may reap benefits later down the road. And I think that's a big thing. Don't just go into it things that you see. There's a job out there. I can do it or I want to do it. Let me just go all in and let me be disappointed if I, it doesn't result mm -hmm. in an action today or tomorrow, an interview or what have you. I think you have to look at it differently and put as many of those things out there. And, and the walk away from that one was, hey, let me look around. Let me talk, not to me, but the person I spoke with. Let me talk to some other people. I have an idea of what your background is and see if one, we have something now or things coming down the pipeline or if we can create something. So I think that's a mindset that people have to adapt versus the just got to have it and do it right now. Again, use that network. So that network creates another network. You know, you've got right other person selling for you and looking for you and trying to help. And it came because it wasn't a direct reach out to that person of, hey, I want to connect with you and see if you've got a job for me. That would have fallen on deaf ears just like, you know, thousands of other similar attempts like that have. So try to let others help you. It, it, it comes across better. People are way more willing. I think the results will be a whole lot better. It feels better too. I often talk about wide net. We can look at our network. There are people that I started working with many years ago that I've lost touch with. They aren't necessarily in my network. And we'll transition to talk about LinkedIn, LinkedIn and the other social networking, social media sites. First of all, I have the network on LinkedIn. I have my network off LinkedIn. I have offline and online. And we can talk about how there's so much dependency on online, that swipe right mentality. A lot of my network, what I have right now, didn't come from online. It came from real, true, face-to-face, -face, I know you, in real life situations. And having the opportunity to get to know people from that, from that aspect. It's interesting when we're talking about network and networking. When I think about networking, I'm thinking about connecting and reconnecting with my network. How does that play out? It's one, letting people know where you are. That's where the, the posts, the open to work or open to network, even on LinkedIn is a benefit. Or sometimes we forget this. And I know a lot of people have a problem with it. They don't want to call. I am still a call person for some people, not for everybody, for some people. A call and a conversation goes a long way. 
the call doesn't have to be long. And I think that may be the thought that, oh my gosh, if it's a call, we're going to be on the phone for an hour. No, it could be a 15 minute, 20 minute connection. Hey, what's going on with you? How can I support you? That's where that call comes from, where you don't necessarily get that same feeling from a text or a message online. But sometimes a call benefits, especially if you have that, that type of relationship with that person. It's interesting from how people just look at networking, but first start with your network and don't always ask for something. Give people the opportunity to help you. What you're alluding to is a key as well. And that was the case with this conversation I just mentioned. It didn't come from my current network. This is from a relationship that had been built probably 10 years ago and hadn't had a recent interaction Outside of, you know, just likes and reads on LinkedIn, but a recent interaction in the last three or four years. But mm -hmm. because that thing had been built in the past and, and, and it was a really good working relationship and fostered, it was one you could reach back to. So I think people have to start thinking about that. Let me not just think about the last year's worth of people or two years. Let me go five years back. Let me go 10 years back and start reaching to some of those people and say, hey, do you know of something or can you keep an eye out? Or because, you know, those people, if it... People are definitely willing to help, especially if you've yeah. had a good interaction or relationship in the past. It's, but it, you have to remember, it's not their job to find you a job. Say <laughs> it again for those in the back. Yeah, it's just not their job. And, and they're not going to be daily thinking. It's just like when you sell, it's not your customer's job to, hey, I, I have a requirement or a need. Let me call Ron about it. That's not their job. It's your job to remind them that, hey, I'm here if you have anything. So I think we we forget about reaching back. And, and if nothing else, it, it's reconnecting. But a lot of times those will. Those will result in, in, in at least expanding the network or re-engaging the network. So mm -hmm. I've started putting more thought into it and doing that, reaching back further. And it's, it's generating some interesting, if nothing else, conversations. That's a good thing to reach back and let people that I haven't talked to in a while know what I'm up to. And it's it's not that I'm asking them for a sale or a reference or a referral. It's more like, hey, this is what I'm doing, but also what are you doing? It can't just be one-sided. And I believe that can be a challenge because we know that people have that, that the spidey senses that go off when it's only one-sided. So even in the midst of, hey, this is this is where I am. This is what's going on with me, if you would keep me in mind. But in the meantime, this is a piece that's often missing of that conversation. What can I support you with? How can I help you? Even though someone may be in a job search or looking for clients or whatever, the other thing too is you ask them, but you also need to ask, how can I help you? Is there anything that I can help you with? It's not just a one-way street. That's where a, a lot of people lose sight on it because I need it, but you aren't asking what's what's going on with the other person. And it makes a difference. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I think in this market, in this environment, people realize too, people, good people want to help regardless, right? They want mm -hmm. to help other people. But people are also aware that at any moment they could be in that same spot of looking for something, right? So it, it behooves right. them to, one, create good karma by helping others, but it also opens up networks that they may need to call on themselves in the 
near future or further future. And I would say that's exactly what needs to be done. We do put our networking on the back burner. We get so busy doing what that day to day that we forget, oh shoot, man, I haven't been to an event. I haven't gone to an event. I haven't even reached out to meet someone for coffee. Something so simple as that, like, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee? That was the thing. Coffee has been that common denominator, coffee and cocktails. So either in the morning or in the evening, that has been the common denominator on how you network, how you connect with someone, how you just kind of shoot, shoot the and just find out what's going on with other people. That's what networking is in one instance. That's that one-on-one or small group. But also there are events that are happening as well. Now that we've come out of COVID and people are dancing in the streets, people are in these streets now. There are events that are happening once again, go to them. Everything doesn't have to be a cost either. Go to a chamber chamber of commerce breakfast, go to a trade event or go into some of these virtual webinars, summits and conferences. Go. Here's the, here's a trick that I used to tell people when I lived in Vancouver. I was the chair of the event committee of the Human Resources Association in BC. I was all about the events and putting them together. I was meeting people left and right. When you go out, you meet people That's how you network. That's how you build connections. And that's how those relationships are longer lasting. Like you said, Ron, people are willing to help, but be willing to put yourself out there in a way that it's not just one-sided. Well, one of the things you can do to test your networking ability is just start talking to people. Not about nothing. Just go to a grocery store and start strike up a conversation with somebody. See how that works for you. One thing that's common amongst us is that we're all Southerners. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a Southern thing that we don't have a problem. I I haven't come across a Southerner yet that's really afraid to talk to to anyone. I will say one thing. When you do go up and do that to certain people, some people, though, they kind of look at you in this weird kind of way because they themselves don't know how to network. But then it's up to you to, to recognize that in that space. Test your networking capability just by just talking to random people. Some of the best conversations I've had, just walking, saying hello to people, and then just striking up a conversation on that. Or I would notice that somebody was looking at things on performance cars, and I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that's pretty cool. Just being able to strike up a conversation. People don't do that anymore. Ron is shaking his head like, "Mm -mm, they sure don't. People are afraid because again, they think there's that protective shield that's up that somebody wants something from you. And that's a society, unfortunately, a societal thing that's come up. But ultimately we need to show there's kindness in in the world. Here's a big thing that I like to, I don't always lead with it, but in certain situations I do. How can I be of service? When we are meeting people, like what I was talking about in real life, it's not just about finding out what's going on with you, what's going on with you, but also, is there any way I can support you? Is there any way that I can support you? Well, you know what? Can you introduce me to this person, I see that you are connected to them or that you know them or that y'all went to the baseball game together. They may say, yeah, cool. It's not a problem. 
but also the turning point, what can I do for you? It is very much relational. And I believe that's where we forget. We forget that term relational. It's not just one-sided. We need to remember that we're also real people. Everything doesn't have to be online all the time. And especially from a LinkedIn perspective, if you, you see someone on LinkedIn and they're in the area and you want to connect, I'd love to have a conversation with you if you're available. So you give them my opportunity, be respectful of their time. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? This is what I'd like to talk about. Never just say, I want to pick your brain. Never do that. Tell them exactly what you want to talk about. I want to get more information about the company you work for, what you do, whatever it may be, your recipe for peach cobbler, but let them know why you want to meet with them. It's never just to pick their brain. I mean, I'd say take your expectation out of it and really look That's at That's huge. Yeah. Really look at why you're reaching out to the person. Like, is it something that you want or is it something that you're actually going to be able to help with? The expectation is one of the biggest challenges because when we have those expectations, we anticipate somebody is going to respond the way we want them to respond. Mm -hmm. But we have to remember they don't have to lose. We can easily lose sight of that. The other thing I wanted to mention as a part of networking, which I always say this, of course, this is going to come from me, but think about your brand, the way you engage. We have to remember how we engage with people is is a direct reflection of our brand. I think about that quite a bit because sometimes our names go out before we go out. Mm-hmm. And with with technology, online, social media, people can see our faces. They know our faces before they even meet us. I think about that often when I'm out and as a coaching consultant, I don't want to be driving somewhere and then end up meeting them later and thinking, oh, hi, yeah, I remember I just kind of skirted around you and I gave you the finger, which I would never do. We don't think about how our brand relates and our brand is always there. And what we do is a direct reflection of that, whether it's offline or online. Even with people talking about us, when I say talking about us, we want people to talk about us in rooms that we aren't in, talk about us favorably in rooms that we aren't in. But we want to make sure that when we meet those people, we live up to what has been said positively about us. I want to add on to that. In regards to your brand... Make sure it relates to who you truly are, because eventually, if it's not, it will come out. I used to just keep asking everybody, like, what do you want to be known for? Who are you as a person? And then build upon that. When I'm talking about the brand, too, people don't think about this when they're reaching out. Ron and I were talking about the number of solicitations. I've talked about this before in lead generation, how people find you and And then they add you to a list. They ask you to opt out. First of all, why should I opt out of something I never added myself to, first and foremost? And then the constant emails. If someone hasn't responded to you, to your email, one of two things. They are not interested, which is probably the primary. 
The second thing is they have other responsibilities and their time is for something else, not responding to you just because you want a response. Not talking about networking specifically, but people do these type of sales, these sales emails and sales connections as a way of networking. And however you go about it, just remember this is your brand. So the more you're sending an email constantly to someone, do they think favorably of you? When we're talking about networking, we're talking about building relationships and connections. Set a goal first. Who do you want to talk to? But also, why do you want to talk to them? And then share the why. When you do reach out and that person doesn't respond to you right away or responds to you like three months from now, four months from now, are you responding back at that point? I just say that there was a person you were sending messages out to, they weren't responding, but they finally responded back to you four to five months later. What you were reaching out to them for in the first place isn't even on your agenda anymore, but do you still reach back out to them or do you talk to them? Did they tell you why they're late in responding? I mean, they could or could not, besides the point. But like, let's just say what they do. There could have been reasons behind it. Mm -hmm. So that happened to me. There was an opportunity to connect with someone. And because I got busy, I didn't respond. And then I went back and I was like, oh, crap. And I responded back. I haven't heard back from that person. I do not hold that against them because I didn't respond back to them. But I think... It really, it depends. If they give you a reason why they didn't respond, that has more weight than just responding out of the blue. This is more of a question for like the general public that listens. If you're trying to truly network, let's say they reach out to you four to five months from after your first initial email. Are you taking the time to respond back to them, regardless of if you've got something for them or not? It's that relationship piece is what I'm talking about. You can build a relationship with somebody that you wanted to build a relationship with six months ago. You can still do that today and still not get anything out of it, but you may in the future. It's it's that, again, that expectation. I know, AJ, you're talking about do people reach back out if it is a delayed response? And, and a lot of times I think people don't. And, you know, people get their egos bruised when people don't respond. People feel like it's owed to them, right? And, and yeah. if somebody doesn't respond and they eventually do, well you know, screw you, I don't need you now, or I'm going to get you back by not responding to you, right? I mean, and, and it is the wrong, that is the wrong attitude to have. You just have to go into all those things. When you send out those things, you want a reaction or a response, but you're not owed a reaction or a response. And people have to think about that. I think it comes with the social media environment when everybody's always so looking for the like or affirmation that someone read their post or agrees with it and it's usually instantaneous and, and when you don't get that in the business world then people have troubles dealing with it i just think there's certain things that should still be developed this numbers game thing let me just post a video out there and get a million likes but think about the people that you're seeing on these platforms if you've met them in person would you really want to continue meeting them realistically some of well, the that... stuff they do is funny or is informative or whatever but would i want to spend 10 minutes with probably not i think on the social media side too a lot of it is at this point it's obligatory i mean people feel like oh i have to like it because nicole posted it whether i read it or not nicole posted it i liked it and moved on yes you should but Absolutely. when it gets to the business space people don't owe you a response and people are used to that. I, I think we're getting the two. Dependent. In your mind, they get confused, right? And it becomes habit. And you think that's the way it's supposed to be. And 
in return when it doesn't happen, people get mad or they retaliate by not responding back when the person does or not helping them when they can help them. I mean, it, it's playing the long game and people forget what the long game is. And tying our self-worth to how other people see us online, whether we know them or not. If we're tying our self-worth to a like or a follow or even a response from someone, then that's a problem. When I was younger, like three years ago, if people didn't respond to me within a certain time frame, I did tie it to my self-worth. What did I do? Not recognizing that, guess what, Nicole? It's not all about you. It's just all about not taking it personal and always remembering that it's not owed to. And, and I think with these future generations, that, that's just going to get harder because they're taught that that is what's important. And that is how you measure success, mm -hmm. self-worth. Wrapping up this episode, what would be one big networking tip you would share from your perspective and your experience? I would go back in my past because I just mm -hmm. don't think people are thinking about that piece right now. I wasn't. And then when I started drifting further back into the past, something started happening. So I think that's key. What about you, AJ? Mine's probably a little bit more philosophical. I've been saying it throughout this whole conversation is like, understand who you are and take your ego out of it first and don't expect it. Well, that's more yours, but take your <laughs> ego out of it. You got to take your ego out of it and don't expect anything because they don't have to do anything to help you. And it's just don't take it personal. It doesn't yeah. have to be your ego. It's just don't take it personal. I mean, like we've talked about throughout this, people are doing other things. It's not that people don't want to help. It may just not be the priority piece for them or you didn't catch them at the right time or they needed a reminder. I think that's another thing too is not only do you go back in your past, but <clears throat> You go back to people that you hit in the beginning and, and, and keep reminding them, hey, I'm still looking. Because people assume if I'm not hearing anything, everything must be okay. Or the person must have found something or, you know, no longer no. looking or interested. So you have to remind people you, you are still looking. Mine, look for a lasting connection. Meaning, if you're going to network, make sure that your network attempt, as you're deciding who you want to network with, Make sure it's someone that you want to have a lasting connection to. I do believe that people come into our lives for a reason, for a season, and for a lifetime. Select wisely. It's not just hit it and quit it. Make sure that there is a connection <laughs> there that's beneficial to both. Going back to what Ron said, he's going back to longer known connections. And that's what I mean. For those that are working right now, for those that are not in a job search, make sure you're networking now. Don't wait until a layoff happens to try because then you're trying to hurry and rush and build something really quickly and you feel like you aren't really gaining any momentum. Start now and continue to network. Don't just let it be a one-time thing. Wherever you are right now, you are primed to add someone to your network and join someone else's. Remember, networking is more than an occasional email or text message. Networking is active. It's getting to know someone, whether in your personal or professional life. It's relational. It offers the chance to share information and insights. But most of all, it's an opportunity, maybe to a new job, a new client, or simply a new open door beyond your imagination. Get moving 
and get networking. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tip That Scale. Please like, follow, and subscribe. And don't forget us on Twitter and Instagram.